Chapter 5 of Idiala. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wild Shimmering Path. Idiala by Sarah Grand. Chapter 5. Idiala often recurred to the subject of work for women. There are so many thousands of us, she said, who have no object in life and nothing to make us take it seriously. My own is a case in point. I am not necessary, even to my husband. There is nothing I am bound to do for him, and that he requires of me, nothing but to be agreeable when he is with me, which would not interfere with a serious occupation if I had one, and is scarcely interest enough in life for an energetic woman. My household duties take on an average half an hour a day, and everything in our house is done regularly and well done. My social duties may be got through at odd moments, and the more of a pastime I make them, the better I fulfill them. And, with the exception of these, there is nothing in my life that I cannot have done for me by someone better able to do it than I am. And even if I had children, I should not be much more occupied for the things they ought to learn from their mothers are best taught by example. For all practical purposes, parents, as a rule, are bad masters for any but very young children. They err on the side of over-severity or the reverse. So, you see, I have no obligations of consequence, and there is therefore nothing in my life to inspire a sense of responsibility, and all this seems to me a grievous waste of me." I remember Lord Wensum telling me, when we discussed this subject, that he was travelling once with a well-known editor, and noticing the number of villas that had sprung up of late years along the whole line of railway were on. He said, I wonder what the ladies in those villas do with their time. I suppose their social duties are limited, and they are too well off to be obliged to trouble themselves about anything. It is the existence of those villas, the editor answered that makes the present profession of the novelist possible but i think said idiala that those women might find something better to do than to make a profession for novelists but you do a good deal yourself idiala i ventured yes in a purposeless way all my acts are isolated it would make little difference if they had never been done then you are not content after all to be merely a poem i said maliciously you would like to do as well as to be she laughed then after a little she said earnestly do you know i always feel as if i could do something teach something or help others in a small way with some work of importance i never believe i was born just to live and die but i have a queer feeling about it i am sure i shall be made to go down into some great depth of sin and misery myself in order to learn what it is i have to teach she loved music and painting and poetry and science and none of her loves were barren she embraced them each in turn with an ardour that resulted in the production of an offspring a song a picture a poem or book on some most serious subject and all worthy of note but she was inconstant and these children of her thought or fancy were generally isolated efforts that marked the culminating point of her devotion and lessened her interest if they did not exhaust her strength perhaps though i wrong her when i call her inconstant it seems to me now that each new interest was a step by which she mounted upwards learning to sympathize practically and perfectly with all men in their work as she passed them on her way to find her own End of chapter five